My name is Nina Gilligan and this Manchester tart is great for a brew and a gossip, but too much of it will probably give you heartburn. Hi, I'm Naomi Cooper and I've had to switch to champagne because I always spill the tea. Bonded by their shame, British comedians Nina Gilligan and Naomi Cooper invite you to join the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club, a podcast that serves as a non-judgmental safe space for all the intelligent, accomplished people out there who just can't stop thinking about Erica's earrings, Luann's singing, and Crystal's ugly leather pants. So grab a glass of rosé and own it as we bring the bunny and mention it all. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club. My name is Nina Gilligan, and she is... Naomi Cooper, and you're very welcome to the safe space of shame. You are so welcome, and I just want to offer my sincere gratitude and thanks to you, Naomi Cooper. Why? What have I done? Um, For making myself relevant... Oh, for keeping your ass relevant. You are so welcome. You are so welcome. You would be nothing without me. I would be absolutely nothing. Without without... our weekly bitch fests. I know. How would anybody know who you are? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly that. Without you keeping me alive on this podcast, (laughs) on these socials. But, you know, I, I do think it's pretty rude what you've been saying about people. But that the, these women are nothing but shallow socialites. Yes, but in my defence, I'm I'm correct, aren't I? <laughs> like I'm bang on the money, aren't I? So to be fair to all of them, they are keeping us alive and relevant, aren't they? They actually are. So no, nothing but love for all of you, all you women. Do, how do, how you been, Nina? How's your shame level this week? My shame levels, uh, you know, it's not been too bad. I spent a, a weekend in a travel lodge in Cardiff. I didn't just book that and think I'd need to get just away a from little my treat, family. Little treat for yourself. Yeah, uh, overlooking a car park, and uh, it, it turned out it was just what I needed. It is sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was great. I was there with my podcasts. I was. I was listening to motivational stuff. Do you ever do that? Good for you. No, I, I worried that it will do the opposite. It was remind me of how unmotivated I am. A little guilty secret. I was listening. I sort of binged on the diary of a CEO. Oh, yeah. Is it good? Absolutely excellent. I would recommend it to all you podcast listeners out there. He, um, Stephen Bartlett, interviews people who have either been through something or write on motivation or have become multimillionaires. And they talk about you know what is meaningful in life and it turns out what is not meaningful in life is spending your time watching reality tv oh so he's wrong yes (laughs) he's incorrect no no that's not what he said at all but it has some interesting stuff about how to align your um your life's what you love and uh, aligning that with your values so I, I was. I don't think you nice. should be trying to motivate our listeners, Nina, because we'll lose them all. If, I know. If the I people know. who watch Real Housewives actually start getting careers and successful hobbies and what? spending no, no, time no. with the people they We're, love, I disagree. <laughs> We've always said 
this is a space for women who and and men who love the housewives but are also incredibly intelligent. That's true. And have lives. And this is just a little space where we go to switch off. A little safe space to be unmotivated. Yeah, and atrophy their brains momentarily. <laughs> yes, come atrophy with us. Yeah, exactly that. That's and what we should have called the podcast, actually. Oh, my God. Was my brain dribbling out of my ears this week at some of the... Jesus Christ. Stuff there was, was a lot, wasn't there? Going down. And with that, shall we get into it? Let's get into it. Let's go over to Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Nay, Mum. Are you... Nay, Mum. Don't know if you're okay, actually. Nay, Mum. Are you okay? Nay, Mum. Well. Let's unpack packing for Spain. Let's talk about um, Ari's latest job, which is handling Sutton's friend's ashes. Ah, uh, hilarious. I loved it. Um, which, which pot do you put ashes in when you're going to smuggle them over to Spain? Firstly, is it even legal to take ashes? You, it is. Now, I have some experience in this area because I've done some completely legal, and I'm not winking, <laughs> things. <laughs> With ashes. Me too. Over the last, uh, yeah. Well, I, I took some ashes to Paris where I did not scatter them for that is illegal. I took them and brought them back um, as, she... as many people do. I... <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you what's going on over the screen here, people. I was very nervous to take mummy's ashes to Paris and I took them in a little scatter tube and I was already a bit perplexed. And the guy, the guy, like they bring the ashes to your house. Yeah. And it was a guy in a black suit. And I was like, oh, this. And he was like, I'm just going to set her down here. And it was okay. all very respectful. And he went, now, do you know how the scatter tube works? And I was like, oh, no, no, not really. And he went, basically, if you just take off the lid uh, and then very carefully just pop in the top, really, like, like a can of Pringles. And then you're <laughs> off and away. And I was like, a can of Pringles? You're wearing a suit, my friend. This isn't appropriate. So then I wrapped it, I wrapped that in Once a couple of... Once you pop, you can't stop. Well, quite. <laughs> and, I, and I haven't. I've been scattering these things everywhere. I've st- <laughs> On I've the still tube. Got, I've still got some too. I can't, I can't shift this product. I, <laughs> I, um, no, with, with all due respect. Um, so yeah, I had to take them to, to Paris. You can take them on an airplane, but you've got to take the death certificate. To prove the, that with they... The ash, to prove that they're ashes and not just... To prove, yeah. The, so you've got to take that just to prove that they are ashes and whose ashes they are. And then right. if, if you're going somewhere like Paris where it's not legal to scatter them, uh, one one would presumably so bring them home. So where would you have um, scattered them if it was legal? If I'd had a choice, I might have scattered them in a beautiful garden in Paris, but it wasn't legal. So, you know, so you that didn't. wasn't an option. Okay. Particularly with all the the armed policemen with security guards. Okay. Um, yeah, that I, definitely didn't happen. So and when you I didn't... I can go back to Paris when, anytime I want. It's so fine. when you didn't <laughs> legally, illegally scatter the ashes in a beautiful garden in Paris, mm-hmm. did you imagine that you might do it, I don't know, by dropping them down the side, inside of your trouser leg? or was... Well, I thought about that. I thought about doing a little Shawshank redemption. Yeah. Um, but um, no, I, I imagine if I was to do it, yeah, I, w- I would, I would dump them out. But actually, the first time I did scatter my mother's ashes, I was a bit perplexed because it was my first time scattering any ashes, and I thought it would be a lovely kind of 
boo, 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 sort yeah. of scatter in the wind sort of thing. And it it wasn't. It was like, dunk, 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 like shaking yeah. out. And then there was just like a little little mound of, oh. of mummy. It was a little all, mound was, of mummy. It was all quite scarring, to be honest. It's but, a very um, difficult thing to do. I had a similar experience, and we I don't want to dwell too long on this because we've got so much to get through. But we had a friend who sadly passed away, and we took her to a beauty spot. Nice. But we didn't take her to a beauty spot. No, but you you would have had you been allowed to. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and uh, where people pay to have their loved ones interred. All right maybe next to a tree that they've planted. Yeah. And a beauty spot somewhere in the northwest of England. And we went there as a little group and we sort of dug a little divot out of oh, the that's, ground. That's quite a good idea. And 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 had a dumpy dump. <laughs> yeah. It is more of a dumping than a scattering, isn't it? That's what people don't warn you. It felt like we'd sort of um like we'd been golfing. <laughs> There's also a lot of them, isn't there? Yeah. There's a, you're kind of like, oh, come on. Like, there's a lot of ashes to get out. Uh, you know, r- rest in peace, Liz. Um, yeah, rest in peace, mum, wherever you are. And, and then I had another experience of, and where I got, so my birth mother, so I'm adopted, we don't know a lot about each other, do we? So I went to where my birth mother was cremated on a bit of a mission um, and I found her death certificate and I was trying to research what had happened to her. I found her death certificate and I'd found out she was scattered in a part of the cremation. And I went to sit and honour her. And That's the man nice. that worked there came out and was in his workman jacket and just said, so basically, do you come here often? And I was oh, like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you like to come and have a look in the crematorium? So he, which we me, hope wasn't prison lingo, yeah, and uh, let me press the button for the curtains. Oh my god, and then showed and that me man round, is now your husband, yeah, and then showed me round the back of the crematorium, so to speak, and yeah, and showed me how all the equipment works. And wow. yeah, I got to see the whole working environment of the back of a crematorium, including the oven. And the big crusher and all the other bits and pieces, very, very dark. Yeah. Yeah. But also, you know, burned on the back of my retina, but also quite fascinating, actually. Quite demystifying. Yeah. I I think I'd enjoy that. Yeah. But I feel like it's a subject for another podcast. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) When we do Housewives That Kill... I'm taking um I'm taking mummy I have I have some of mummy in a little necklace mm. and I'm I'm going to gig in Dubai on Thursday week and I'm toying oh, with you? the idea of taking her to Dubai but then I think maybe the UAE isn't the kind of place you want to get caught with yeah random ash so. yeah you could just say it was an ashtray maybe and they didn't want to get it <laughs> oh, god <laughs> oh, that's so much worse than the truth. <laughs> So we haven't. I haven't decided yet if I'm taking Mummy to Dubai. Um, so she might stay here. Something we understand is what we're saying. Yeah, we feel so you. I was with you, Sutton, and yes, keep it in the Ziploc bag. Whatever you do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do not decant until the moment is upon you. Yeah, we have we have uh, tips one hundred and one. So they managed somehow to get to Spain. 
Yes, we're all very impressed. Very well done. Not only did they get to Spain, they managed to get into rooms without fighting. I thought this was, and, and Sutton, very, very sensible to have a um, them just drawing numbers for the rooms. I wish all housewives did this. It's very tedious watching housewives fight over rooms. They should really write that into their contract now, shouldn't they? Yeah, production should just take care of that. Yeah, we've, we've seen that too many times. But then we had the interesting Via Catalina little people thing going little on, people. didn't we? That was quite a specific description of ghosts, I thought. Yeah. So does that mean they're ghost? the ghosts are little? I but didn't they, know. I didn't know they, whether they were being politically incorrect as well. It's like, you're yeah. trying to... But are, trying they, to, are they full adult ghosts, but they only, they're, they're miniature in stature? Uh, or are uh, they children ghosts? Are they the borrowers? Are they like tiny oh. little borrowers that oh. run through the... Are they, could you step on them? I hope so. That's adorable. I know. Like, could you accidentally and end up with one in your luggage and you get home? I mean, little people is very vague and slightly unnerving, isn't it? As a description of ghosts. Terrifying. And and they sound crafty. They sound mischievous. They they do, don't they? (laughs) Have you ever have you ever seen a ghost? I've never seen one. I had I worked in a haunted pub once and some glasses next to me smashed out of nowhere and everyone was like, ooh, that's the ghost. And I was like, yeah, and it didn't really affect me. And then I stayed in a house in Rye in Sussex, which is a very haunted town in general. And I stayed in a in a in a sort of basement. And I really felt something I didn't like. I think I was a bit smell it though. No, I didn't smell it. I think I was a bit pissed and I'd wound myself up. Okay. I should have, I, and, and I just, I just, but I didn't like it. I didn't feel like I could sleep there. So I left the room, but that's the closest I've come. Nothing exciting. I, I don't know whether I believe in them or not. We had it like, I stayed at my, I had a best friend at school and she's still, now she's my sister-in-law. And the, <laughs> I know. <laughs> small. Did town. you marry her brother or did she marry yours? She married my brother. Um. And she lived in this, um, old hall that a dad had rebuilt and there was some strange goings on in that old hall and when her parents were away in Spain we had a seance and it was it was organized by I think it was her older sister and they had a full-on seance where loads of people came around they held hands and they between them like they went around the the group telling the story of what had happened at this old hall in order for these trapped spirits um, and to, to become stuck there. And people were telling the story like chronologically when it got to me, like my brain was blank, nothing was happening in my <laughs> brain. I was just sh- literally shitting myself. Um, and it was this awful story. And if anyone out there is like interesting ghosts, I'll tell them the rest of it off, off, this because it's too much to go into but anyway when they all left me and my best friend were left and we were only like I think we were 16 or 17 absolutely terrified in this old hall and then it turned out that all the animals were staring and they had horses and dogs were all staring at the location where the um one of the ghosts was meant to be hanged and that that did freak me out yeah 
that was proper freaky. So yeah. I was like, I don't know, you know. I don't, I don't want to rule this stuff out. I don't want to be the cocky one that rules this stuff yeah. out. They're the first to go in every film. But yeah, but I've only ever seen people be killed by ghosts in a film. Yeah, I would like a friendly ghost. My grandma always said it's the living you've got to be scared of. Oh, that's very true. Which I tend to agree with. And that's very true for these women in this house as well. Yeah, they need to like, be Why more... would you be scared of a ghost when Anna Marie's in the next exactly. room? Exactly. Yeah. And she really was the person we needed to be scared of, wasn't she, this episode? She was really, really winding me up. She really was properly, like, are we, are we ready to go there? I think so. The only other note I had was that Carl saying leather leggings are her go-to annoyed me. It annoyed because me, they're not, but... are they? They're Morgan Wade's go-to. So let's call a spade a spade. Oh, yeah. It's so let's true. call a spade Morgan Wade. Let's call a Morgan Wade a Morgan Wade. <laughs> Let's just get it done. A spade Wade. A Wade spade. Yeah. Let's call a spade a Wade. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I um, One day she's just going to walk, Morgan Wade's just going to wake up in her bed next to her, but not in a good way. Yeah. It's just going to be in a slightly. Or just, just her head. Yeah. <laughs> just going to be in a sinister way I think we need more cracks of thunder because this episode is possibly getting freakier than it should be we've had cremations yeah. dumped mummies and <laughs> beheadings and, and we're only like 16 minutes in so let's go to that dinner apart let's from can about... I just mention something very quickly Garcelle is is it me or is she a bit cringy with the way that she talks about men? Yeah, but I also kind of enjoy it. Yeah, it is kind of fun, isn't it? But also it's like, I go, my head sort of goes behind my hands. I'm like, Garcelle, stop it. Stop saying you want to tag team. Yeah, it's like your mum saying it, isn't it? It's that vibe. Yeah, I mean, I like, do some oh. jokes like that on stage, but it is because it it's because it may because I know I'm crossing the line. Yeah, like you're doing it in all seriousness. Stop it. Also, like, let these people do their work. <laughs> I know. I just poor think, chef trying to like bring them this lovely food he's worked really hard on, and they're just like talking about tag teaming him. I know. Ooh. I was just like, leave the man alone. What What was it she said? Oh, storm, you can rain all over me. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> she she makes me a bit gippy. I want to gippy. I want to say I don't know what that means, but I I think I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about Anne Marie's comment from the previous week, which I kind of seemed to miss, or at least didn't get as angry about as I should have. Where she said, "At least I get to wake up with my children and husband, and thank God I'm not lonely." Why did that go over our heads last week? Why did from? that? Did they not show it last week, or did it go over our heads? I'm not sure. But I, I would never have let that slide. That is disgusting. I think and we, we both talked last week about how much we support single parents, but I think that was when we were talking about Miami. I don't think yeah. we talked about it in this context. Single parents or even just single people, like, don't, how dare you talk like that? And I really hope nothing goes wrong in your life as it as it statistically does in 50% of marriages, but, you know. So like, judgmental. What, what a nasty jibe. And also, what a weird jab, given that there's how many of them there? Three? Of, yeah. Uh, single? Almost half right? the group. 
almost half the group are single. Carl's having difficulty, so she's about to join them as well. I can't believe Jareen how... maybe as well. <laughs> how forgiving Sutton has been just generally. I think Sutton definitely has been shagged on that second date. Sutton is very... I just think Sutton... Earlier Sutton would have would have destroyed her, but I think Sutton now just knows it's not worth the energy. She's in a very good place, I think. I think she is. She seems very calm and very focused and Between she's kind of letting new... all this Anna Marie stuff slide yeah. right off. Crystal really is. is earning that diamonds. Yeah. We're all here for that. I think Crystal is now sat somewhere watching these episodes where everybody around her was going, Oh, Crystal, what are you doing fighting this fight? And she was going, told you so. She is the queen of I told you so. She's probably yeah. got it on a T-shirt now because she <laughs> completely judged the public mood around Anna Marie and how aggressive and divisive she is. Yeah, she completely, she judged that beautifully. And I it, I thought it was really unattractive watching. Dorit was so eager because she feels like Crystal sold her out on the Sutton putting vodka in a coffee comment. Yeah. So Dorit was so eager for a chance to like rail into Crystal. Let's talk about the child bride comment. <gasps> so offensive. Do, do, do. I was uh, like, also, offensive. did you learn nothing? You were talked to. You were spoken to. You were spoken to by Garcelle about your microaggressions. And this isn't even a microaggression. This, this is, a, is racist. This is, this is full on racism. It's racist. Also, Crystal was 24 when she got married, bitch. What the hell? You're and talking even if she's an 18, Asian like, woman being a child bride, are you absolutely like, what are you on about? If she doesn't get shit for this. Oh, they're going to destroy her. Garcelle doesn't know. They don't know she said it, remember? It was in a confessional. Yeah. Garcelle and Crystal will be taking her apart. I really hope so because she Which needs to Which is a shame to, yeah. because she's on the... Oh, no, no. I was thinking of something else. No, it's not a shame of Dorit. Fuck her. <laughs> yeah, it's not a shame. No, it isn't No, it's a shame. not a shame. I was thinking if Crystal was going to get taken apart, that would be a shame. But I was like, no, yeah, no, we're yeah. talking about Dorit. Yeah, we're talking about Dorit. I don't think it is a shame. She needs to literally wake up. She really does. So, like, it's, it's if anybody had any kind of, oh, well, she's not racist. She's just ignorant sympathy over the whole Garcelle thing. That's got to be gone now. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is absurd. Garcelle was, was calm with her. She was measured with her. And she explained in detail mm -hmm. why that hurts and why you can't do that. And then she just, is she that stupid or is she just racist and entitled? Well, the jury is. Well, the jury. Let is, us know. Let us know what you think. Actually, on the socials. At yeah, RH, yeah. Go I would secrets, say rather than the jury is out, the jury is in. After that comment, I'm afraid. Yeah, if the jury was out on on jury, they've they've come in with a verdict now because my that was my really, heckles, my jaw dropped. I was like, yeah, you cannot say that. My heckles were right up. So silly, silly, ignorant comments on the best reading of it yeah absolutely just ridiculous so Kyle trying to defend Anna Marie is driving me nuts she actually said at one point obviously there's something about Anna Marie that really provokes Crystal <sighs> yeah it's it's her personality Kyle and it provokes everybody <laughs> it provokes all of us Kyle's just trying to defend that, that she's the one that brought her into the group I think and clearly put a grenade up her ass take out Sutton please she's winding me up yeah and it turns out that Sutton, because we had the morning after the night before 
where everyone goes to each other's rooms, don't they, to do a sort of mm. couple up to decide who's on everyone's side and who agreed with who. Yeah. And again, Sutton was the only one that, in my mind, seemed to get it. Mm-hmm. She was the only one that really had actual empathy for Crystal's position and and said, Crystal, you need to stick up for yourself in this situation because I think the others were misreading the battle. The battle wasn't around, can you understand whether Crystal has ever said anything like that? So they were. that was the battle they were having. Yeah, and that was a very crafty move from Anna Marie. But the question that we we should be asking is, why is Anne-Marie, as a new person to that group, even bringing that up? Mm-hmm. That's like, I think they were asking the wrong question. Yeah, they were. And Anne-Marie was being very crafty by basically going like, oh, Crystal's coming for me. They all like Crystal. Yeah. I know what I'll do. I'll say Crystal slag them all off. Yeah. Why were they not asking the question? Why is this new person to the group suddenly bringing that up, apropos nothing, in a nice evening, you know, when we're all on holiday in Spain, can we not be questioning Crystal's motivations rather than a narrative from Crystal that may or may not be true? I just, yeah. I just thought it was weird. I thought it was very weird, um, and I, I, they were a bit too ready to believe the worst of Crystal for me. Yeah, and um, I think we've seen this, haven't we? And we're going to go yeah. on to Salt Lake City in a moment. I think we've seen this in Salt Lake City with Monica. Monica was very good at poisoning the water with a grain of truth, mm. as she did with Meredith. And I think with, with what we're seeing that is... That is exactly it. I, I don't doubt that Crystal has made some kind of like, well, you know, with these girls, it's not exactly highbrow conversation kind of Yeah, thing. of course. You know, but it's the fact that it isn't. It's the Real Housewives. Her. But to say she says they're superficial and shallow and yeah. they're not educated and... I don't think she's directly what, said that. Why aren't they looking at this as, as more objectively as, as like, okay, this is a woman that two minutes ago was absolutely lying and ripping. And that uh, we've all kind of caught lying rip, at different times. Yeah, and was ripping um, Sutton apart over a personal matter. And two nights ago, wherever it was, Garcelle, you you you, you saw her, caught her lying over what she'd said about the esophagus. And the eating disorder thing. And now that you're willing to, to stand on her side over something to do with Crystal. I'm really, really hoping that the girls are going to come together and, and, and back up Crystal. Judge her by her motivational motives and her agenda rather than the actual subjects of the battle. You know, come on, you've been playing exactly. this game for long enough, women. Get it yeah. together. I, I was disappointed that they were so quick to... Uh, to believe, I mean, Dorit has got it in for Crystal now. She's gunning for Crystal. That's her enemy. Yeah. So she was jumping all over that. And Erica, I think, is just willing to believe the worst in anyone. You know, Erica showed up a little bit this week because she, I, I was like, oh, good for you. You, you got the, um, what was the name of the game? The Sutton game where she had her yeah. own quiz about herself. Wasn't that interesting that she got all those right and she Garcelle got all didn't? Right. I was kind of impressed with that. Erica does listen, though. She does listen. And I also thought that it was interesting towards the end of the episode where she was talking about, and we kind of left that episode there, didn't we, where she was talking about what happened with the earrings. Oh, don't bring up the earrings again, Erica. People Mm. were just starting to forget. This isn't a victory for you. 
<laughs> yeah, I completely agree with you. I think like she'd sort of misjudged that, hadn't she? She regardless she wanted... of whether or not you're legally entitled to them, it's still gross that you fought plane crash victims and burns victims yeah. for your earrings. And you should have let them go. Garcelle's absolutely right. You know, whether or not you exactly what you've just said Naomi whether or not you feel entitled to them why don't you just give them to them as a sort of goodwill gesture as a gesture yeah because like, yeah. whether, whether you were directly involved in, in everything that went on mm -hmm. those people were scammed by your husband mm -hmm. and your husband was buying you stuff do you, with do you money think, that he had scammed from people so maybe was, yeah no I think you're absolutely right do you think she was genuinely hurt that the women didn't didn't kind of say sorry to her or do you think she just wanted to get it out on the program that, i think that's... she i think both i think she wanted to air it and then I, th I think she thought that would be a wow erica you really had nothing to do with this and we never should have questioned it and it's like however that's proven of course they should have questioned it you were behaving really weirdly yeah saying saying i don't care about anybody but me and yeah. and pursuing these earrings when the people that you're dealing with are true victims in the sense of the matter of mm. everything they've been through mm. like no one's going to go well done you've fought the system like it's it's ugly yeah. it's still ugly yeah it's all messy and ugly isn't it and it needs yeah. to be really put to bed yeah so where do you think we're going to go next week with well, all Well, hopefully this? outside of the fucking villa. It really drives me nuts when these people go, like, on 14-hour flights and then have, like, a meal at their house. Yeah. Like, you're in Barcelona. You're in Sitges, Barcelona. Go outside. Yeah. Walk around. Experience some culture. Like, yeah. they just, like, they don't leave the house. I'm like, you could have done this at Kyle's Palm Springs property. Like, yeah. what was the yeah. point? Let's get outside. Let's see so. them enjoy themselves a little bit. I want bit. to see Europeans horrified by them. <laughs> yes, exactly. We want to see them offend Europeans. That's what I turn on for when they go on a trip. We all need to see Americans abroad being gross. Yes. Yeah, that's Them what saying to for. a dear little waiter, we're actually from Beverly Hills, and the waiter going, mm-hmm, yeah, I heard you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we heard you three miles away. No one's impressed here. Yeah, totally that. So thank you, Anna Marie, for um, ruining that meal. And keeping our asses relevant. And um, keeping our asses relevant and showing yet another lovely side of yourself. And, you know, Crystal, cutting hold your through. Own. Hold your own, Crystal. Cutting through the bullshit. Can I just say also, when Crystal... Um, when Crystal was freaking out at the end and all her uh, her veins were raised and stuff and Carl was like, oh, here you go. Yesterday she was at Anna Marie's throat and now she's at her mercy. I was like, again, you're confusing Anna Marie with a doctor. And second of all, did you see medical professional Anna Marie's reaction to yeah. Crystal's raised veins? She she went, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd we're be gonna... more helpful than that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think this will be the acid test to whether she can actually do first aid. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's going to turn out well for anybody. Yeah, yeah. So let I us hope see. Crystal's got good insurance. <laughs> yeah, me too. Can we go to Salt Lake City? Let's go to Salt Lake City. Really, and maybe I should actually explain to you how you've made me feel. I'm not really interested. You're being very rude. Ten, three. 
Salt Lake City. So we started that with um, Lisa, uh, the little package on Lisa and a makeup meltdown. Mm-hmm. And we saw yet again, it sort of, this whole episode was focused around and it got Monica fired up straight away. I would have called this episode Monica on Trial. It was the yeah. final episode of the reunion, wasn't it? And I felt like this whole episode, I don't know what you think, I'm just going to sum it up. I felt this whole episode was working towards, can we get Monica off with the crime? I counted by the end of it, Andy had said over three times to Monica, is there anything else you want to say? Yeah, they were really trying, Is there anything else you could say? Is there anything else? And then he'd said to the women several times before. Is there a way past this? Is there a way past this? I felt this whole thing was about, you know, she looks very guilty, (laughs) but can we save Monica? And I think having Mary there, because I'm sorry, Mary was barely on the whole season. She didn't deign to be filmed for any of it. She didn't engage in any of the group outings or any of that stuff. Yet she gets a platform now for like mm-hmm. a good long chunk. Yeah. Like that was purely because she was the only person they thought might have Monica's back. I think you you captured that very well last week when you said, you know, with like the balance of how long she's been on the reunions, you know, that yeah. was far much more than she was ever on the, the series or the season. So... Yeah. You know, they were pulling out the big guns. You can see Bravo clearly wants Monica to, if if possible, to stay on the franchise. Now they have let her go. So they have announced that. Ah, so this is so interesting. So thank you. And for Monica that. has Monica has said that it was not her choice. Yeah, I think that they, and I was, I think this was the episode in which they were going to test the women and test the public response. Mm -hmm. And had this episode gone differently, they might have decided to to keep her. Yeah, I think so. They basically said, uh, you know, if she's not friends with anybody in the group, then she cannot organically be in the next season. So Yeah. But she may just be on pause, and it's possible that some of the girls might start to forgive her. They might bring her back. Yeah. I think we'll see, we'll see how the ratings go next season. Some of those girls might have a change of yeah, heart. <laughs> I think they probably balanced at the equation with if they can get Mary to to step in as well. If Mary will come back because she's a bit of entertainment for them. But I just saw towards the end of that episode, Andy actually draining and yeah. losing faith in the fact that he could save her. Yeah. And he was trying really hard to... I've never seen him try to fix something so hard. No, me He always sort of says, is is there a way forward for you guys? Like, he asked that question a lot. But he was really pushing it here. Like, he wanted it... Can we talk about Mary's Gucci comment? Because that really upset me. And I also think Mary is really bad at owning her shit. So Mary said said to Heather about Heather, Gucci doesn't make clothes in a size 14. Can I just also check that in America, that's a size 18, isn't it? Is it two sizes above? Yes, so that's a just UK size 18. Like, just because I'm thinking of moving to America so I can be a size 14. I know, I've always been quite excited about how slim I'd be in America. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I was like, oh. So, um, 
But she actually said, I was not body shaming her at all. That didn't even come to my mind. Shit. It's not a, why would you say it if you weren't body shaming her? Mm -hmm. That's so Mm -hmm. offensive. And Heather just lets her off like that. She gets off with things really, are they scared of her? Why does she get off with things so quickly? Mary has said on a number of occasions that she thinks that Whitney's scared of her. I think, I think she, she's got enough personal insights to know that she does, she does have a slightly scary. She intimidates them, I think. Yeah, and I, I think, I think what it is is that she tends to call things out in the in the moment. Yeah, she she tends to just be uber direct, doesn't she? Yeah, and they're used to people saying, hearing that someone said something behind their back and then the issue is about you've been slagging me off behind my back rather than the direct issue. It's very, like, it, it's not only just in the moment, it's also really wild. It could just be like, I hate your ugly red jumper. Yeah. Which I don't, by the way, you look lovely. Oh, I just got back from the gym, so I... But no, it's it a is, nice red... It is nice, my ug- ugliest it, red jumper. No, no, it, it's actually a very nice... Um, Red sweatshop. Sweatshop? Yeah, sweat probably, probably is a sweat sweatshop top. jumper. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Nina. Um, so it's that, isn't it? It's like they don't know where she's going to go with it and they don't know how off beam she's going to end up. No. And I guess they're at, particularly in this reunion, Heather and that, they've got their sights set on Monica and they don't want to be distracted from that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, again, maybe another hope of the producers is like, look, you don't like these girls. They don't like you. That's how it goes. And the, so, the so then they had, it, it almost felt like it was like there was, the, the producers had lines of defense. So they had, so they had, uh, Mary was one line of defense. And then very cleverly, they brought in the third line of defense. And the third line of defense was Jen Shah. Mm-hmm. So Jen Shah, they went through, the the things Monica had done to Densha, which w- were horrendous. That the whole, you know, the stalking, and, very and creepy, th- quite creepy. And I thought Heather was able to sum it up very succinctly. Like, would you trust someone that basically, you know, was able to go into someone's security system, stalk their home, then wangle their way onto a TV? series I, I mean when you look at it, it yeah. from that perspective this is somebody who's incredibly determined well so, what won't she do as, yeah. where does she draw the line where where are her boundaries she doesn't seem to have any so Heather had summed that up incredibly succinctly so then they did this really interesting thing so Heather had summed that up then they took Heather to account on the black eye so Heather then has to fall on a sword over the black eye and they really pinned her to the wall over blaming the producer. Which is outrageous thing to which do. Which is outrageous. And you could see Andy's anger. Andy was angry. And then he did this thing where he said, right, look at this. You two women have done incredibly bad things because of Jen Shah. Yeah. And this was the third line of defense against Monica. You guys have been brought to this place because Jen Shah, the puppet master, has effed everything up. But actually, now she's gone. Maybe you guys can just realize you're all her victims and it's all going to be okay. Yeah, that was it. And I I think that was the, the point of them doing it in the order that they did it. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. They They were trying so hard. 
they tried everything. So we went from, okay, we've, we've had um, the first line of defence, I would say, was let's look at the horrible childhood she's had with her yep. mother. Yeah, let's now go into let's, detail with that. Yeah, now let's bring in um, Mary. Yeah. And finally, let's blame Jensha. And, and and I think after all said and done, none of those lines of defences really softened the women and no. she was just left standing on her own. And when they brought in those final drinks, you know, and they were stood yeah. having the drink, I thought Monica just looked worn out. Yeah. Well, I think also she screwed the producers slightly because, like you say, the producers had a threefold attack to to, if if not exonerate her, at least conjure some forgiveness or understanding. Mm -hmm. What Monica should have done is gone, yeah, that's why I did it. Jen Shah messed with me. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. why I did it. My mum's a narcissistic bully. Yeah, that's messed me up too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did all this stuff because I'm not in a good place and I'm damaged and I need help mm -hmm. and I'm really sorry. Like, she could have said all this stuff and yeah. there might have been a way forward, but instead she was just... She's such a bad attack, arguer. Attack, attack, yeah. and Lisa's Lisa actually right. said to her at one point, you're such a bad arguer. And she went, I can say whatever the fuck I want. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, I stand corrected. Excellent point. Like, what the hell? Given, given all those supportive things they were coming in with, if she'd have really gone and, and done all of that, like you said, and asked for forgiveness, that, yep. that there was a chance for her. Another housewife victim of not owning it. Yeah, Sadly. I, and do you believe Bravo when they said they had no idea? I honestly don't know. I don't think Lisa believed them. I honestly don't know. It seems like too much of a coincidence for them not to have known. Lisa basically said, you don't give a fuck. She said we've all been, yeah. she, you know, she's basically saying the Bravo doesn't care. You, you're hanging us out to dry and Bravo doesn't care. And I think that that's, Lisa was saying that. Heather was saying you have mm -hmm. the ability to reduce the amount of bullying on this show and you're 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 adding to it. We shouldn't yeah. even be sat here defending it. No, I would agree with that. And so, Monica's Monica's defense to everything was just really poor. Like at one point they said how creepy it was her stalking Jen, and she said, people do it to their ex-boyfriends all the time. That's not a defense. <laughs> I know. What are you doing? I know. Stop trying to normalize your bad behavior and just apologize. She could have been a bit smarter, I think. She could have been a bit smarter and survived. She's too hot-headed. She's yeah. too hot-headed to be... She needs to be more careful and manipulative and thought out in what she says and how she plays it. And I think she's too hot-headed. And she thought she, she thought... She watched enough Housewives. She thought if mm. you shout and you're loud, you can just mm. shout over someone. And no. I think they couldn't trust her because I think it had it been another housewife, they might have been able to take that housewife on one side and say, listen, we're going to do it the best we can to support you through this. You know, but you nudge, also nudge, need to fall on your sword a little nudge, bit. Nudge, wink, wink, because I don't <laughs> yeah. think they can give them directions. Yeah, because it, but they knew that she's just a wild card. She's just a loose yeah. cannon. She's just she's just going to say, Andy, you told me that I had to say this. You know what I mean? She wouldn't. Yeah. She she would just. And I told the producers. The producers knew, and she like that was what I think killed her. Mm -hmm. 
because I could see Andy going, no, we wouldn't have cast you. And that was when, if you turn on Bravo, you're not going to be on this show. Bravo yeah. have to be able to trust you more than the other women do. Yeah, she's a loose cannon. And she turned on Bravo and said, oh, no, Bravo knew. I told them and stuff. And at that point, it's like, well, no one, who would you expect to defend you now? Yeah. <laughs> like, so she's gone. Are we going to miss her? Um, I'm going to say... It would have been interesting to see how Monica developed on the show to a point. She... I would have been interested to follow the mother storyline and the yeah. family storyline. See, and having a woman that doesn't come from the same sort of level of luxury yeah, that the I others don't enjoy. See there's anything wrong with that? That would have been more interesting to watch. However, if, if she was coming back next season, I would say that was fake as hell. Yeah, knowing what we know now. I'm kind of glad she's going. I think, let's... and I think she knew really she was going to go, and she thought she'd go down in a blaze of glory. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> it didn't really work like that. I think it, it's a. I think it leaves the show with a bit more integrity intact. And I think, yeah. you know, when we got asked by was it Annie a couple of weeks ago, he was asking us about whether we think she should stay or I. I, yeah. I, I think this is a conclusion we came to. I think she should go. I think they should have a quieter season where we see these women again for what they are and see let the drama arise naturally. And I think that's where we're at. So good yeah. work. Bravo. Bravo, bravo. Excellent work, bravo. So um, that let's not forget very quickly about Heather's black eye. I think we all knew. I think most people had guessed. Um, and I think she should have... If she was going to blame other people on it, then she should have stood up and taken her fear for naming who actually did it. I get that I, it's scary and I get that you fear yeah. repercussions. Yeah. But l saying somebody else did it to you and putting the entire production and production crew in jeopardy for their jobs and yeah. livelihoods, you, you just can't do that. There's no excuse for that, however scared you are. I agree with you completely. I think she let herself down. She did. And but I also think she did kind of own it. Yeah, she did. Better than most housewives do. She did. She just, just took her a long time, but she mm -hmm. got there. Mm. And maybe that should take us to Potomac. The rules can't change because, because of social media. The line is always moving. Okay. Oh, these women are not worth the running eyeliner. Potomac. Potomac, which was kind of hinged around, I mean, the final scene in Potomac was kind of hinged around, was that really, wasn't it? Yeah. That whether we should, with Robin and Candice, yeah. around do you own things at the time or do you own things later? Yeah. Because that's what their argument's about, isn't it? But Candace, Candace just never owns it. Yeah. Candace is still not owning it. Like, you can't go on Watch What Happens Live and slag off someone's marriage and say clearly he's cheating on her and stuff and then be amazed. And then she actually said to her at the end, it was wrong of you to Robin. She said it was wrong of you to tell me you weren't offended because I didn't know. In what world wouldn't she be offended when you're calling yeah. her husband everything under the sun and her and their marriage and their family? Like in yeah. what? Of course, you you walk off that set and go, she's not going to like that. But apparently, she didn't. Apparently, she's I, baffled by it. Yeah, and I don't I don't think it's up to a victim to let you know when they've been mm. 
upset, really. I think that's kind of... I would have apologised for punching you in the face if you had told me that it hurt. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that. Candace is really bad at owning it. She's a really bad arguer. She reminds me of Monica a little bit. She Just really, really angry and really angry and 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 like on the offense when she needs to just calm down and go, you know. Yeah. Soz. She did what she did. And Robin was Robin was so measured, I thought. Robin was uber measured. Robin also was not having it that Candy's defense was well, you also ganged up on me with Giselle and Ashley over the Chris in the hotel room with Giselle. Yeah. And if anything, the the cameras, the the tape was showing us that Robin had actually been very measured about the Chris thing, and yes. and she had tried to to talk that down that she didn't believe that Chris was doing anything creepy. Exactly. But but. She, Candy somewhere in her head has twisted this that it was some sort of conspiracy yeah. between the three of them against her and it was there was a cover up. I think Candice has got this twisted and, and yeah. she's just going to have to actually just apologize and wait for Robin to forgive her. And that's it. Yeah. Agreed. All that what did you think of the rest of the episode? I mean, somebody. so somebody asked us on Instagram, face I-T-C-K, I don't know how that's pronounced, face it um, <laughs> said uh, they want my thoughts on Potomac's history now that I've caught up. Um, so we've not got all the time in the world, but I'll, I'll give you a word for each housewife, I guess. Okay. Um, so Candy's sore loser. <laughs> that's two words. Sore loser, yeah. best memer. Yeah, I'll <laughs> give you that. Uh, Robin, I want to say dignified. Yeah, I I'm going to say has dignified. A lot, a lot of dignity. I, Considering I, all the crap her husband puts her through. Yeah. I, I, I think she keeps her dig, dig, dignified on a housewife scale. There was an interesting <laughs> question that I wanted to ask about what do you have a. Is there a need to bring up stuff in your life when you're on the show? Her distinction was if it's already happened, well, we're not mm. filming, then I don't have to. No, I don't think so. Because it's still going on, isn't it? Yeah, okay. And yes. it's still, you're, you're bringing up your marriage every episode and we've got opinions on it now. So, yeah, yeah. okay. I think you're, you're opening up your life every time you go on. Yeah, so Candice shouldn't have run away with her friend's information, but Candice's point wasn't exactly wrong. Yes. Okay. I'll go with that. Go on. Um, Next housewife. Ashley. Ashley, I'll say troublemaker. Mm. She's a shit stirrer. She likes to throw a grenade and then sit back. Yeah. That's my my view. Wendy. I think her husband was an absolute ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Yeah. he was. Why doesn't she just divorce him? I don't like all the coquettish coy. I'm not sure yet about signing the papers, just get it There's done. a lot of shaming around Ashley to do with her financial status before she met him. Yeah, which is like, get over it. Yeah, like because she's working class, they don't like her. Yeah. That And they somehow, that, that little Charisse I raise, he knew what he married, I thought was out of order this week. Yeah. And they, it's like she's been scraped That's up nasty. off the street and they're pretty nasty around that. 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, Wendy, insufferable. <laughs> I just can't bear her. I don't give a shit that you got a PhD. I, nobody does. Nobody cares. Oh, this show hasn't been made. Do you think there might be a reason for that, Wendy? Nobody zen wants when. to see it. Zen I when. Just, she drives me nuts. She's the least zen. Karen is just, uh, you know, she's good value, isn't she? As she's a excellent value. She's a classic housewife. I was loving her. I was loving the whole um, La Dame. I mean, who wants perfume to scr- smell like your granny? Yeah. Lavender and piss, really? Bis- biscuits. <laughs> biscuits would be mine. <laughs> Warm biscuits. Um, but yeah, um, who else is there? Giselle, uh, I don't really have any feelings one way or the other. Giselle. Yeah, I mean... I She's think... had a, pretty of a, a bit of a boring couple of seasons, I think. Yeah, I think it sort of comes back to like, I don't know, we sort of touched on this before, Itka. It, I mean... Because they were sort Faceitka. Faceitka. They were we were sort of talking about this before, weren't we? Like not a lot's happening on the show this time. I feel like a lot's happening right. behind the scenes. And it's suffering from on that. social media and it's suffering a bit. I thought it's the show for that. It's people bollocking about things that have been said off camera, which isn't yeah, very interesting I feel for like us to watch. We need a bit more action on the screen. Need them to be a bit more offensive to each other's faces, don't we? Yeah, we've had more. We've had more kind of real time stuff going on, and this feels to be digging a little bit. I feel like because Candice has separated herself from the group, that's that's having a bit of an impact. Yeah, and that's always. I feel a like these women are less integrated than they than than they were. Yeah, and we I'd need to have them that. more kind of in each other's lives a little bit. I'd be interested to know what what your thoughts are. And, you know, Sharice, she's still a friend of the show, isn't she? And I'm wondering whether we had a bit more going on when she was part of the show. I just, I don't know. I, I like, I'm wondering if these women are a little bit too remote from each other and we're getting divided into camps. I agree with you. They and don't the feel like show a natural group a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. A little bit disparate. When you get the Beverly Hills girls together, that's why Anne Marie sticks out like a sore thumb because you can believe these girls would hang out. Yeah. And with Potomac, I kind of think I don't buy that Ashley and Candace and Robin and Karen would go yeah. to lunch together. Yeah. Like I just don't buy that. So I think the show needs to be more, more less cast and more kind of. Natural. I don't know. More authentic. It's lacking. Yeah. It's lacking the authenticity. One sad because when you saw the the breakdown of Ashley and her husband's marriage, it was happening in real time, and there was real drama, and it was unfolding, and we saw we saw stuff happening. Yeah, and it's it's lacking. I would that. agree with you completely. I would say that's the problem with Potomac this season. Yeah, but hopefully they're going to save some stuff for for on camera. Yeah, let's hope, let's hope it develops. Miami. Let's go to Miami. Thanks for that question, though. Because he's a damn saint for listening to the, all the Lenny stories. It's a lot. Lenny Hoxton. He's really disappointed me. Super disappointed me. Miami. Acid-colored Miami. Some Larsa. Larsa. Your little troublemaker. 
Stop what a it. little monkey she she's is. She's such a little monkey. I'm really hoping that Gertie is going to give her what for because yeah. she's been letting her get away with murder. Right, we've got four minutes because we've promised you that we've made a vow behind the <laughs> scenes that we're going to try and stick within the hour. I'm still outraged for Kiki and her party. Yeah, um, and I'm so glad Kiki found, uh, not that she needs to find a voice, I think she's very much got a voice, but she did challenge... She challenged Larsa on it. Yeah. Larsa needs challenging. Larsa for some Larsa's one of those housewives that gets away with a lot. Yeah, very much so. She seems to be held in a special position because she once hung out with a Kardashian. What's that about? Oh Christ. Also, what are you doing? Like she's you've already wronged your friend who's battling breast cancer, right? You've already wronged her. You've already broken her trust. Yeah. In what world do you then go on your friend's podcast and slag her off? <laughs> I, and expect I to not be called on it. I was jaw dropped by all that, and and Gerdy is someone that will call you out as well. I think yes. she was just hoping amongst hope that it wouldn't be brought to attention. I do have to say though, Kiki, I have been in the situation where I've been possession of information that I thought might hurt my friend, so I just didn't pass it on. Like, yeah. Do you pass it on in this situation? She's about to go through I chemo. Did she need think to know? I might have passed it on because or either I would have passed it on or I would have spoken to Larsa myself because it needs to stop because Gertie's about to go it through chemo. It does need to stop. Did she so need to it hear does it need then? To stop. I think yeah. for the purposes of the show, they're under contract to bring stuff to the to each other. Yeah, like that has to that has to happen. Otherwise, we're not. But I no also show. think I think but I don't think Kiki was being malicious. I think she just wanted her to know. By the way, Larsa's not really your friend. Be careful what you tell her mm. as you go into this next. But it stage. sent her over the bloody edge because Larsa could have said something worse when she's actually in the middle of chemo, really, really sick. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. No, you're so right. So it's a tricky one. But I yeah. think if I was Kiki, I would have gone to Larsa myself and said, "Stop this, or we will all come for you." Because the woman's sick, you know. And we, Larsa just cannot back down. She cannot back down. And we saw the. She act- cannot. She cannot own any guilt or any culpability, can she? She can't and take we, any accountability. And we saw that right at the beginning of the episode with the battle of the titans between Godzilla and bloody the other one. Mm-hmm. Like they were fighting to the death over stupid argument to do with um, whether Todd. Yeah. supports her financially alexia whether he supports alexia financially yeah. which if we all know he does yeah n- neither of them have the ability to back down no they don't so you end up They're with this very dirty annoying... dirty fighters they are they go low and and all i could think about was what you said last week was like here we are in mexico to come to worship guadalupe who is the patroness of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And here you are, Alexia, showing nobody anything but conditional love. Either you worship me or you can fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> That's where she had us. Absolutely. Oh, it was, it was kind of hard work to watch. And I really would love to see Larsa take Gertie to one side and go, look, I've not handled any of this very well, and I'm sorry, and I recognise what you're going through, and I'm going to try a lot harder from now on. Tell me what you need, and I'll be there. 
I just think she could go and live with Dorit. They're in a bubble. They're in a, yeah. She's in a Larsa bubble where she's with her partner and, you know, in Larsa, in Larsa world, Larsa's well-meaning and she doesn't, and all these things are kind of accidental. And I bet you it's like, if you told me, I mm. wouldn't do them. You know, she's like, she doesn't get it. Also, can I just, as a little side note before we leave, who gives each other the passcode to each other's phone and thinks that's normal? Weird, right? Well, have, you ever, I, have you ever been for a partner's phone? Um, right. I'm going to admit, I did do it once during lockdown, but I had lost my mind. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'd absolutely lost my peanuts. I think I haven't done it because I know if I do that, that's the end of the relationship. I told him I did it. It was a mistake. Yeah. I did find out he was meeting up with a man to share Timothy Spall videos. My God, that's niche. <laughs> <laughs> that is a niche betrayal. <laughs> so I warn you, <laughs> women, men out there, just be careful because you might find out something you don't want to know. <laughs> Like your Has husband's Timothy Spall been making some racier movies that I don't know about? Secretly into Timothy Spall. <laughs> you know, and things might never be the same again. I mean, that is so I don't a want him, thing to learn. I don't want him to know how many jumpsuits I'm ordering on the internet. So, oh, yeah. Like, you, you need boundaries, people. You don't want to be looking through each other's phone. There's no justification forever. No. No, no, don't be doing that. Don't be doing that. And if I mean, it's one thing, and again, to do with dynamics and power, power and control. It's one. It's one thing a woman asking for a man's, and I think it's quite a different thing a, a, a man asking for a woman's. I do think there's a difference in in power dynamic, and I just think Larsa, come on, don't what be are you spreading doing? that narrative. It's a very basic lack of trust, isn't it? If you if you need the passcode, if you need the passcode to do it regularly, yeah. Like I imagine, every time he's in the shower or something, she's just checking his phone, and that is weird. Like you shouldn't need to do that or want no. to do that. No, it's naughty. Everyone's entitled to a bit of privacy, aren't they? Everyone's entitled. We've done an hour. I can't look like, at us. <gasps> look at us. We've done an hour. Short and we, sweet. Look at us. Well, we're hoping that you prefer short and sweet. We, we're suspecting that you do. Please let us know if you prefer yeah. an hour or even oh, if less. You, if you want us to ramble on, we can ramble on. Yeah, we're, we're quite happy um, to ramble on, but maybe you prefer less. Um, we had some lovely reviews this week, so thank you for those. And please oh, do keep rating and reviewing us. So other... Yeah, and if you could use also, I learned this from Diary of a CAO, so I did learn something. If you could press the follow or subscribe button, that's also very important. Ooh, by... I don't even think I'm doing that. Yeah, so if you could <laughs> press follow or subscribe, that does mean that more people um, can find us and that will increase the membership Fantastic. to the Real Housewives guilty secret fan club we will be back next week with more um i don't know distress, <laughs> distressing content judging yeah. by the beginning of this week's episode um uh, we we send love and light and um happiness because yeah. that's how i'm feeling this week i am my name's been nina gilligan my name has been and hopefully will continue to be Naomi Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> and we thank you very much for joining us. See you next week. Yeah. 
See you next week. This podcast was brought to you by Nina Gilligan and Naomi Cooper, edited and produced by Frog and Bucket, with the music Spoilt Brat by Ruth.